0: Welcome to the Elevated Performance Podcast. We are current physical therapy students dedicated to helping our listeners elevate themselves through school, business, and fitness. Let's level up. Alrighty, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about muscle hypertrophy. Um, So we'll go over a little bit about uh, just the basic definition uh, time frame for hypertrophy, how to achieve hypertrophy, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, the um, opposite, which is atrophy of the muscles. Um, and then, yeah, Tony, let's go ahead and kick it off.
1: Hi, uh, hey, how's it going? So we're talking about muscle hypertrophy. So really what muscle hypertrophy means for potentially some of you who don't know, it's really just muscle getting bigger, like the size of your muscle getting larger um, over time. So the pure definition is hypertro- hypertrophy is and increasing muscle size as, as a result of resistance training and can be observed after at least six to eight weeks of training. Um, so that's a time frame; It does take six to eight weeks. Now, if you're seeing, you know, your muscles getting, your quads getting bigger, your muscles getting bigger um, as you're working out before that six to eight weeks, um, usually what that is, is actually more of um, increased recruitment of uh, fibers than neuromuscular reeducation. And so, so more muscle fibers are getting recruited, and that's why your muscles start to look bigger and not necessarily that you've actually gained more muscle fiber or even muscle strength you're just your body's getting more efficient at recruiting uh, more of the muscle as you do the exercise so it still does take six to eight weeks to really reach that uh, muscular hypertrophy or that muscular size growth which is what we're aiming for here um ryan you want to kind of talk a little bit about exactly how to achieve that muscle hypertrophy
0: yeah, for sure. So um when you uh, your your goal is for uh, hypertrophy of the muscle, um you're basically going to be doing strength training. So frequency with this is uh, 2 to 4 times a week. Uh the intensity should be 40 to 80% of your one rep max. So um it's going to be at a pretty decent size intensity. So um you want to hit about uh, 3 to 4 sets um, to eight to 12 reps and with these reps um, by your 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 third or fourth set uh, you don't want the to be easily done you like you don't want to be able to hit 10 easily so if you're hitting 10 easily you're not overloading that tissue enough to reach hypertrophy so what you want to do uh, basically what I do is you know I start at um, you know a set that um, that I can hit you know pretty pretty not easily but i'm comfortable with hitting 10 uh 10 reps at and uh each set after i progressively overload that um so say if i'm doing bench you know uh you'll start with a plate and then you know throw a 25 on throw a 10 on throw you know a 45 on and uh you know by the end it shouldn't be easy for you to hit that uh that eight reps on that four set so basically uh what that is is just the overload principle and um um Uh, what that is, is to achieve hypertrophy, um, you can't just, you know, lift the same amount of weight, um, over and over again and expect the same results. You have to, uh, continually, um, challenge those muscles and challenge your body and add more weight on. So as long as you're, um, you know, hitting the frequency two to four times a week, um, you're in that 40 to 80% um, of your one rep max, eight to 12 reps, three to four sets, um, you eventually will, will hit that hypertrophy, like Tony said, uh, around that six to eight week mark of, you know, that consistent lifting. And um, another thing to be aware of is um, to best accomplish this hypertrophy is you want to isolate specific muscle groups. So um, if you're working on, you know, um, high, hypertrophy of uh, the pectoralis major, you want to focus on that muscle specifically and not as much uh, the accessory muscles. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it in, uh, in terms of how to achieve this muscle hypertrophy. And then Chris, uh, you want to talk a little bit about um, recovery and that kind of supplements and all that?
2: Yes, sir. So so now you guys know all know how to get swole because Ryan just told you how to do that. Let's <laughs> talk about recovery for a little bit. So recovery could be argued to be just as or more important than the actual muscle hypertrophy weight training aspect, because, um, from personal experience, like it doesn't really matter how much you train, if you're not getting the right recovery, you're not letting your body heal and rebuild those muscles, then nothing's really going to happen. So let's talk about your diet, um, protein and whatnot. So the first thing we're going to talk about is supplementation. So I'm sure you guys have all seen those big costco bags of whey protein people buy in bulk they take it every single day expecting to get bigger does it actually work yeah it probably works because you need protein to rebuild those muscles so it's just a supplementation right in my opinion if you're getting enough protein from your diet then you don't necessarily need to supplement that protein um And when we talk about BCAAs or branch chain amino acids, this is also another form of powder, similar to whey protein. And let's, does it work? Yeah, it probably works because branch chain amino acids are the, um, they make up protein, right? They're the, I don't know what you call it, the subset or whatever, but they do help in recovery. They have other um, functions in the body as well. because it's not just the amino acids there in the powder. There's also like electrolytes and stuff. And that helps with like nerve muscle function, um, hydration of the body, and also does rebuild damaged tissue. So if you're working really hard um, and you're not getting enough protein or nutrients from your diet, then these supplements are pretty good um, for rebuilding your muscles. So, I mean, it's, it'll be per case. Like if you know, how much do you eat and how much like carbs, fats, proteins you get. So it's really up to the person in terms of massaging and foam rolling and all that stuff. I'm sure you guys have all seen people foam rolling. Does it actually work? Yeah, it probably works because foam rolling is going to just get into the soft tissue, the fascia and try to break things up, break up those adhesions, right? When you're working really hard, your muscles tend to like tighten up, um, whether due to guarding or due to, hypertrophy. So it is good to break that, break it up. Um, you get some more, you loosen it up. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. You lose, you loosen it up. You can promote some blood flow and try to get, cause blood essentially just brings the nutrients, um, into the muscles. So if you can promote blood flow foam rolling using your uh, tiger tail or whatnot, um, it will promote muscle growth. Lastly, I think the most important thing out of all of these things is probably sleep. And you know, when you're out there grinding, you don't get that much sleep, it's gonna be really hard for your muscles to recover because sleep is very essential in muscle hypertrophy. Sleep promotes um, human growth hormone, it promotes protein synthesis. And so having an adequate amount of sleep, uh, doctors who recommend seven to nine hours a night is crucial in muscle recovery. Um, for firsthand experience, I was really busy during college. So me, me and Ryan and Antonio worked all the time, but we would hit the library afterwards, wouldn't get that much sleep, like maybe four or five hours. And the next day, my body just felt terrible. I didn't have enough sleep. I didn't have enough time to recover. And I definitely wouldn't recommend it. So if you're trying to work, hard, work out hard and you're trying to get real swole, I would recommend getting seven to nine hours of sleep.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Um, you really brought up some, uh, very good points just about how important these, um, kind of, uh, secondary factors are into, um, you know, your overall gains in the gym. So, um, drinking enough water, um, making sure you're, you know, you're really hitting that mark and staying hydrated. Um, and then, you know, um, uh, adding some, some of the natural supplements, um, you know, protein is a very good thing to, um, you know increase the uh, the muscle uh, growth and uh, increase hypertrophy creatine is also something um he, we didn't talk about as much but it's uh, uh, another supplement that really um helps with muscle growth and muscle performance um and then um you know i think uh which what you, what you said again with the the sleep factor that is um it's major and you can really tell um you know in and out the gym um uh, the difference when you when you get a full day's rest and uh when when you don't and how your muscles react to that and everything so yeah thanks for that um and then i do want to just clarify um a couple things so before when i was talking about how to achieve hypertrophy um i said about 40 to 80 percent of the one rep max which is a pretty wide spectrum um but why um I gave those reference points is because um, that 40% is typically um used for somebody who is very um unconditioned and untrained so uh you know if you're getting back from an injury or you know you're rehabbing um a certain um um pathology or something you're not going to start at that very you know um high intensity uh, close to that 80% one uh, one rep max you would start more down at your uh, lower, maybe 40%, and then progressively move up. Um, And then lastly, another aspect that I want to talk about is um, atrophy. Now, uh, atrophy is just the opposite of hypertrophy. So um, it's a decrease um, in uh, the muscle cell size. So um, the thing with atrophy and the biggest point that I want to make is, um, uh, like Tony was saying, um to actually achieve hyper- hypertrophy of the muscle you know the time frame is it, it, it's it's a pretty decent amount of time it's a, it can take up to 8 weeks till you're um actually seeing that muscle uh grow in size um which you know that's 2 months that's a long time in the gym um and with uh, atrophy um if you were to you know have an injury and not be able to lift or you know you just decide uh you know, um, I want to take a break, you know, I'm not really feeling the gym anymore, or, you know, you just get lazy. Um, um, those gains that, you know, you've made over that that eight week period, and more, um, can you can see them subside. And um, um, you can see the, you know, the loss in a one to two weeks, which um, is a very short period of time, you know, it's quick. So, um, I just wanna reiterate the, um, the aspect of staying consistent with the gym. Um, and that's how you're really gonna uh, achieve that uh, muscle hypertrophy, um, staying consistent and um, progressively overloading that tissue. So this is actually a perfect um, segue point. Um, so now that we talked about uh, muscle hypertrophy, um, how to achieve it um, and all that, we're gonna now discuss um, different types of muscle training. So we're gonna go over strength, um, which uh, as we, you know, discussed previously, um, is how you obtain hypertrophy. We're also gonna talk about um, muscle endurance and muscle power. I'm gonna first go over your basic, um, you know, intensity rep sets of strength. And then um, we'll talk about power and endurance as well. So for basic strength training, the moderate or the velocity or like the intensity of the exercise should be slow and uh you know uh, not rush not fast not explosive just uh, um slow and controlled and then uh in terms of the percent of your one rep max now there's a differ differing um you know research and um kind of um, um ways to look at you know your one rep max but What I have is 40 to 80% of your one rep max, uh, on that lower end being for your more, um, you know, untrained, um, patients, your untrained athletes, uh, you want to stick to that lower, uh, lower end of that one rep max and then progressively, um, increase that intensity, um, to about, you know, around 80%. And then, uh, as far as sets go, um, roughly about two to four sets, um, three is a good number to pick. And then, um, for reps, we want to go eight to 12, um, 10 is a, is a solid number to, uh, to aim for. And then in between, um, your sets, you want to have, um, sufficient rest. So two to three minutes of rest, uh, between sets that's, uh, allows your muscles to, um, you know, uh, fully recover and get back to, um, uh, putting out that, you know, same amount of, uh, strength. And then as far as, um, frequency, uh, in times per week, uh, we say in general about two to four times a week, and this is specific to the body part. So if, um, you're going to, you know, train legs, you're going to want to hit that, you know, I would say a, a good number for that is twice a week. And then, uh, same goes for upper body. So, um, if you did, you know, you got your five day week, you go Monday upper, uh, Tuesday lower body um, have a rest day, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, you can, uh, go back to hitting your upper body and then Friday, finish off with, um, your lower body. And, uh, with the upper body, you obviously want to hit, um, you're not going to just do chest both days. So you want, you know, you could do, you know, uh, chest and, uh, arms. And then on the, you know, that following, uh, Thursday or whatever day you do it. Um, you can go ahead and hit your back and shoulder. So uh, that's pretty much the gist for strength training, strength muscle training. And then we'll uh, kick it over to Tony and talk a little bit about power training.
1: Hey, thanks, Ryan. Um, So that was some good stuff right there. And kind of going off what you said about the frequency, the two to four times. Again, I will also lean towards that two times a week, but there's going to be overlap. So if you're working with chest, right, you're hitting your chest, you're also hitting your shoulders a little bit, but then guess what you're doing back? You're also probably hitting your shoulders as well, right? So there's going to be a little overlap of muscle groups, which is why I think it says two to four, but obviously you're going to like, you know, More likely train, you know, more twice a week for specific muscle groups. Um, So now I'm going to talk a little bit about power. So um, muscle power, so the kind of way they kind of go for muscle power, you want about 30% to 70% one rep max, three to five sets, three to six repetitions, and about three to five minutes of rest in between sets. And again, also about two to four times per week, similar to strength. Um, So what is muscle power? So power is basically the force times the velocity or the weight that you're moving times the speed you're moving it at. So if you want, when you're doing power workouts, you want to do them quickly. You want to be the very velocity or speed dependent, um, which is why there's such a range in the one rep max, because depending on how fast you're doing the movement also um, changes the amount of power you're putting out or putting into the exercise. So, I mean, power goes from anywhere from like, you know, low level plyometrics, like, you know, um, Speed ladders, you know, where you're doing kind of like just quick movements to like even Olympic like um, exercises, like snatches, cleans, jerks, um, and stuff like that. So there is a long, uh, there is a large range of exercises that qualify in that power um, definition, which is why I think is you know it can be very variable. Um, I think now I'm going to kind of move on and have Chris talk about endurance a little bit.
2: Yeah, thanks, Tony. So, yeah, Ryan and Tony both talked about strength and power, which is, you know, going to be, we're talking anatomically, it's going to be more of those type two muscle fibers. So for endurance athletes, we're going to more focus on the type one muscle fibers, the slow twitch versus fast twitch. And for these guys, you're thinking about marathon runners, swimmers, cyclers, uh, distance runners. And when we're talking about the fit principle, we're going to want to do around 50 to 70% of your one rep max um, for sets around two sets. And the the real key for endurance athletes is doing more reps rather than less. So Ryan and Tony both mentioned for power and strength, you want to do around like 10, like eight to 10 reps for endurance athletes. You guys are looking more towards the 10 to 15 and then other research, even up to 15 to 25 reps, um, per set. And that's really going to work on uh, lower intensity, higher reps, really are going to work on that muscular endurance rather than muscular strength. Um, in terms of uh, working out for time instead of reps, we can look to do around um, an exercise for 60 to 90 seconds, just nice, slow movements, controlled. Um, and then for frequency, around two to four times a week. Uh, is more than fine. All
0: righty. Thanks, both you guys. So what I want to talk a little bit about is, um, so we all, we kind of did our own research um, and we all, we're at different uh, PT schools. So there's a lot of different um, information out there in terms of like um, the specific rep sets, you know, percent of one rep max. So I just want to open up a little bit of discussion on, um, you know, these differing um, results and everything. And uh, Tony Tony had a good one uh, about power. So, but uh, personally, what what I've learned, and this is coming from um, you know what I've learned in PT school as well as um, the essentials of strength and uh, strength training and conditioning, uh, the, basically the the CSCS um, certification book. Um, for power, uh, we really aim for that you know that eighty uh, percent or greater of that one rep max. But as Tony mentioned before, um, plyometrics are a great example of what a power exercise looks like. Now when you think about, um, you know, performing uh, a plyometric, basically, uh, an example would be box jumps, that would be more of that 32, you know, or or lower uh, percent of that one rep max, you know, it's not overloaded, Uh, you are still using, you know, uh, a power muscle. Um, But as you can see, that's where you get that wide range. And, um, you know, and what most people see and like, uh, the book, um, the CSCS book, and uh, also what I learned in PT school is kind of referring to is the, what Tony brought up the more, uh, Olympic power lifts and those, you know, you're not doing a bunch of, a uh, uh, reps, um, and, and sets, you know, it's more, you know, just basically reaching that one rep max with the high load. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to point out some of those things. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that was some good stuff right there, Ryan. I think we should, Chris kind of brought it up a little bit. He talked about um, muscle fiber types. So I think mm-hmm. that's something we should definitely go over because um, that does play in, into the different kind of training types, right? So we got definitely. slow twitch fibers, which are typically type 1 fibers. So they're slow contract contraction speed, low force production, high resistance, resistance sorry, high, highly resistance to fatigue right so they're highly resistant to fatigue Um, and then you have fast twitch kind of type 2a um, fast you know fatigue resistant Um, but um, they can be really influenced by training and then you got um, type 2x um, which is kind of like a kind of um, more faster contract contraction speed high force production susceptible to quick fatigue as well So you're gonna have like kind of different types, essentially type one is gonna be more of that, right, um, kind of endurance training that Chris talked about. Type two is gonna be more of that plyometrics um, and strength is gonna hit both, but really more type two fibers as well. Um, So definitely, it really kind of depends again, what you're trying to train, what you're training for. Um, You're gonna have to train that way. So if you're training for sports, you wanna do some more, you know, power and strength. Uh, but at the same time if you're training for high endurance sports like running then you want to do more endurance stuff as well um so think that's something we should we should that was good for us to kind of go over a little bit
2: definitely definitely bro i wanted to also just talk about kind of interesting story um so one of my old basketball teammates he he thought that doing cross-country would be good conditioning for the basketball season because, you know, cross country is in the fall and basketball is in the winter. So this dude did cross country for the whole time. He's like, oh, I'm in great shape. And then basketball season came around and we were doing like, you know, uh, full court sprints and doing all of those like conditioning drills and stuff. And this dude was gassed. So it's not about like, it's not about like how hard you train. Oh, it is about how hard you train, but it's also how you train. So you want to train like sports specifically for sure. If you're going to do basketball, you want you want to hit those more. Uh, type two fibers and if you're going to be an endurance athlete definitely train um, those type one fibers do more endurance stuff
0: hey that's that's a great point you brought up and I actually got a a funny story that's kind of similar so when I was in high school um, during tryouts uh, football season was just ending and the starting quarterback uh he went out and you know this he's an athlete you know he was good at basketball all that and he uh he finally went out and tried to you know make the team everybody thought he was a shoe in and everything um you know and then we woke up uh, I think it was our 5 a.m practice and it was just conditioning so we're hitting uh uh 17s which is you know side to side in one minute uh you know down in backs in about eight seconds so uh you know pretty high uh you know uh conditioning and sprints and um we started that, uh, it was probably, I'd say five minutes into it. He runs to the trash can throws up and, uh, that was the, the end of his basketball career. So like Chris saying, um, these things are sports specific. So you can't just uh, assume that, you know, training for a cross country will translate to, um, you know, what you're doing on the basketball court or, you know, the football field. So, uh, with your training, uh, be aware, um, you know, that things don't always correlate. So just make sure you're being specific and intentional with your training.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Elevated Performance Podcast. If you had a good time, please subscribe, like, share, and review on your podcast listening platform of choice. We can't wait to show you what we have going on next week. But until then, make sure to elevate your game.